0: Hey there, Jen here, and this is a happy bit. Listen, we women talk a lot about renovating our homes because we want them to feel vibrant and happy. And if you want to really renovate your home and make a big splash, you should try getting new window treatments from Smith & Noble. Whether you want blinds, shades, drapes, or shutters, you need to contact Smith & Noble now. They've covered over 8 million windows nationwide, and they are the premier window treatment experts. The entire team at Smith & Noble is committed to quality and making sure that you have the best experience. If you need advice, they have free design consultation in your home or by phone. Their experts will measure for free, no worry about making a mistake. Plus, they offer professional installation for a guaranteed perfect fit, or they'll make it right at no cost to you. If you want your home to feel more vibrant and happy, great news. Smith & Noble are giving my listeners this fantastic limited time offer to get you started. 25% off your Smith & Noble window treatments. But to get this deal, you must go to my special URL. For details on this great offer, go now to smithandnoble.com forward slash happy women. Remember that smithandnoble.com forward slash happy women. On our last episode, I spoke with Ali Casaza all about intentional simplicity.
1: And I want to talk more about how that looks in my life with a husband and six kids. Now, my husband and I are very different in this area. When I met him, I <laughs> I was shocked at the state of his room in the apartment he shared with someone else. His roommate was named Neil. Neil was very tidy. (laughs) And so we walked through this very tidy apartment and I saw my husband's room and I couldn't believe it. (laughs) Just the silliest pieces of junk and clutter and old sharpened pencils that were too short to use. and. He probably wouldn't be very happy about me sharing this, but um, if you're listening, honey, I still love you. (laughs) Anyway, what does this look like now that we're married and combining the two strategies? Well, my husband seems to be mostly on board with my desire to minimize. He has made a comment once or twice that our home seems emptier than other people's homes. Why is that? (laughs) Or when I'm giving things away to Goodwill or wherever I'm taking them, he'll go through the basket and say, oh, you're throwing away these jeans? And the jeans will have ripped knees and stains and they're not really salvageable, but he'll still be concerned. So I know there's an energy for him that makes him nervous to get rid of things, but we seem to be doing fairly well. I find great joy in getting rid of things. It's as if each little thing I donate feels like a burden that's lifted. The less I have, the happier I feel. So I love it. And so there are various things that I can get rid of easily, such as what I call carnival clutter. All those little knick knacky things you might get in a kid's meal or at, in the prize box at the dentist or at piano lessons. If I find those things lying around, they are donated immediately. No questions asked because we have a lot of them with our six kids and they never seem to miss them. (laughs) Now that might seem mean, but it's part of my sanity saving tactics around here. Okay. With socks, I like to buy all the girls white socks and all the boys black socks and throw them all in the same drawers. And it mostly works out because the boys are wearing similar shoe sizes. Um, The girls, not quite, but I will just throw them in drawers and they find what they need. With our towels, I don't want to buy paper towels. They go so fast with our kids. So what we do is we keep cloth towels in a drawer, which I never, ever fold. I just throw them in there and we're constantly washing towels that are used to wipe tables and counters and whatever else. And we just keep them cycling through because I'm doing a load of laundry every day and it works. I love not having to buy paper towels. Okay, our toys. We have one toy area in our basement. And yes, my youngest is four and a half now, which means we're having less and less need for toys. But I do not allow toys in the bedrooms if I can help it. If I see them there, we'll remind them to put them away. I learned in grad school that it's important to send your kids a message that bedrooms are for sleep and not for play. So we'll have them read in their bedrooms, maybe have some nice music, meditation music, guided meditations relaxing things and leave the play to other areas. So it signals to their brain, hey, this is where we sleep. Mail and papers. We do well with it. My husband will bring it in and pile it for me. He'll check what might have his name on it, but I'm very much the mail pile doer. And what I do is some things I never even open and they get recycled. Um, whatever I need to open, I immediately deal with. It's either paid, um, added to the calendar or whatever, put on my to-do list, whatever needs to happen. And the same applies with papers coming home from school. So we've figured those systems out. But now I want to tell you what I'm working on, what I'm not good at. Clothing, clothing. My mom loves to go consignment shopping and find deals on clothing for our kids. So about twice a year, she'll bring giant totes of clothing to our house and give it all to our kids. So we have way more than we need. And I've allowed that to come into our home because A, it made them happy. I didn't have to buy it. And B, I just want to allow my mom to have joy in the giving process. However, there are too many clothes in all of my kids' rooms. And what happens? They're almost always on the floor. And then what happens after that? I'm almost always nagging them to clean it up because I tend to value neatness and tidiness and minimalism. So when I see these piles of clothes everywhere, I feel my fight or flight uh, response come on and I want to fix it hey girls you forgot to put away your laundry put it away hang up your clothes nag 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 so i really like the idea from episode 115 with ali kasaza of minimizing the clothing i am still wrapping my brain around this but what would it look like to have three pairs of pants maybe three pairs of shorts for each child and 10 shirts oh my goodness that would be wild so I'm going to try it out. I might let you know one day how it goes. What else are we working on? Blankets. We have a ton of blankets and the girls pile them up on their beds. The boys pile them up on their beds. They all seem to like to wrap up their blankets up in balls rather than sleep under them. And it's very strange. And I think it's something they inherited from my husband who does the same thing. But what's up with all the blankets? I keep them around thinking that someone's going to come visit and I'm gonna need them, but I need to figure out a system. So I'm gonna be working on that. My attic space. I kept all my papers from college and grad school, but I've never looked at them. And that was (laughs) like 14 years ago. Hello, it's time to do a recycling purge there. And then what am I not even gonna think about doing? My husband's tool bench. Oh my gosh. I can't even tell you what that looks like. Piles of drills and drill bits and hammers and nails and pliers and clamps and stuff just piled. And I know men who have pride in their tool bench hang things up, but that's not happening here. And so I say nothing. But I know when my parents come from Iowa and they are hardworking farmers with organizational flair, they don't understand. they've learned not to say anything. Another thing my husband keeps is every t-shirt he's ever worn (laughs) and so at least the meaningful ones like from triathlons and other events he's attended other places he's been but they'll be frayed on the collar they might have like stains that can't come out rips holes they're threadbare and we're Mm -hmm. still keeping these and I can't understand Mm -hmm. it And I visualize one day my kids having to go through all of this stuff and look at at these t-shirts and think, uh, yeah, why did dad keep this? And that's the mystery of it all. However, it's not my job to tell someone else how to live, including my spouse, and I try to honor how he wants to do it. And honestly, he has met me more than halfway with my desire to be a minimalist. However, going forward, I still actually dream of even more minimalism. And I just want to have so little stuff. So I don't know how that's going to look with six kids who might need to come visit. We probably do need to keep some blankets for them once they move out. <laughs> we probably do like pictures on the walls. But anyway, those are my thoughts on minimalism and how it looks for me so far. And I want to recommend you watch the movie Minimalism, which is on Netflix. And I also want to recommend the Minimalist podcast fantastic they talk about all the psychology behind minimizing our stuff and finding joy in experiences and that's really what i want to do i feel like every little thing that i own sucks a tiny piece of my energy and every little thing that i can recycle or re-gift or donate freeze up a bit more of that energy for the things I want to feel. So it really comes back to that question. How do you want to feel in your home? How can you make your home more vibrant and happy? And for me, how can I make my home feel more like the way I feel when I'm in nature? That is the feeling I've got to get into my home. So food for thought. And that is my happy bit for you today. And I will see you next time when I talk with the amazing Gretchen Rubin, author of The Four Tendencies and author of The Happiness Project. We're going to be talking all things happiness, and I cannot wait to talk with her. Until then, take care.
0: Thanks for listening to the Vibrant Happy Women podcast at www.jenridey.com.